Good morning. Hallelujah. I don't know if I should say that again or if we're allowed to say anything with our masks on. I don't, I don't, I don't know. So good morning. Good to see you all. If you want, just wave. How about that? That, that, that will be the hallelujah the, or the amens this morning is just a bunch of hand waving. Have you heard about some of the, the drive-in churches when, when the pastor said something good, the drive-in church, people would honk their horn? Um, if they wanted to get water baptized, they'd turn on their window wipers. Uh, so, so this morning, we're going to improvise, and, and if, if I say something good, and I should, um, just wave your hand. That's your hallelujah. That's your praise God. That's your keep going, David. Amen. Amen. Welcome this morning. Welcome. I don't know how much you have missed it, but I didn't realize how much I missed getting together till last Sunday and getting together and just seeing people, seeing your faces, seeing your love, seeing your support. Thank you. And thank you for, um, it's been like six months Six months of no in-person services, and uh, and we didn't. I'll be honest with you, we did not do a lot of of connecting in that time, just because everything that was happening. So, thank you for for staying staying with us, staying connected on your part. Thank you. We've been spending some time. If you've been following online. Uh, and I don't listen to whoever is online. I don't. I don't write down an attendance every Sunday. So, um, but we've been talking about the power of God. If there's ever a time that we need the power of God, it's now. If there's ever a time that we need a display of the tangible real, physical power of God, it's now. I don't know if you've noticed it, but the world around us, and sometimes the world in us, is a mess. Uh, it's, it's a time where you and I have this amazing relationship with the Father that you and I have access to something. In fact, it lives within us that those who don't follow Christ don't have. That's the power of God. That's the power of God. And a couple weeks ago, I, I, sh I shared in, in 1 Corinthians, and I'd like you to go if you've got your Bibles with you. I'd like you to turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. A couple weeks ago, we started on, on that chapter, and, and we, we looked at the end of that chapter. And chapter 12 is referred to as the spiritual gifts. Some people refer to them as the power gifts the gifts from the Holy Spirit. And if you read the chapter, the context of the chapter is 
He says there's one spirit, but there's many diversities or many ex, uh, many expressions. And there's one Lord and there's one Savior. There's one Father. And what he's saying is there's one, and yet there may be different ways that's expressed. And we have here 45, 50 people here today. And each one of us has a uniqueness of the power of God in our life. Just as unique as your fingerprint is the uniqueness that the power of God is in you and it comes out from you. Some of you have this amazing gift of caring. Others of you have an amazing gift of administrating. Others of you have a gift of, of, of hosting. Another person has a gift of speaking and seeing things black and white. And each one of us has this amazing gifts and gifts, plural, that God has put inside of us that he's in some ways almost stamped or designed in our DNA in us and it's a power of God. And the amazing thing is it's not just for me, but it's for us. And when we see the power of God in display in the church and in the world around you, when you ask, when the power of God is on display through you, what you find is the power of God isn't just to make you feel better, but the power of God is to improve the situation around you. You have a deposit inside of you. It's in you already. I remember that sermon Pastor Nelson preached, and it was radical, but it's in you already. The power of God is in you already. It's not something you have to conjure up. It's, not, it's in you. He's in you already. And it's a matter of us understanding, learning, growing being sensitive to and hearing what the Spirit is saying so that when something happens, that gift that God has placed inside of us can come out and it can help. It can, it can extend a hand to someone. It might say a word of encouragement. It might give direction. It might give you an ability to answer a question in the office that nobody else can answer. That's the power of God. And Paul in 1 Corinthians 12, he's talking about the, the way that the power of God is displayed. And he gets to the end of the chapter, and I've got another version in, in my hands, and I'd like to just read it. And I, I like reading, personally, I like reading other versions. I study from the, the King James and the New American Standard, just that's the way I grew up. And a lot of the study books are keyed or referenced off of those. But there's some amazing um, translations and interpretations and other uh, expressions. And some of them have just painted a different way, use different language. And so this one here, I just want to read this to you. He says, but it's obvious by now, isn't it, that Christ's church is a complete body and not a gigantic unidimensional part. In other words, it's not just one. It's not all apostle, not all prophet, not all miracle worker, not all healer, not all prayer in tongues, not all interpreter of tongues. And yet some of you keep competing for so-called important parts. But now I want to lay out for you a far better way to live. 
And he's saying, he's not saying those gifts are bad. In fact, I would say they're not bad, but what he's saying is there's a key and there's a better way to grow, to live, to walk than just saying, I, I, I want to have this, I want to see that. And he's saying, I want to show you a better way. And that way is the way of love. If you go to the next chapter, chapter 13, and we're going to read bits and pieces, I, I want to read this. He says, if I speak with human eloquence, an angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. And the version I learned it from was, I'm nothing but the clanging of a cymbal or a gong. And you get the, ba- and it's just messy and noisy. Have you ever met somebody? You might not want to raise your hands, and please don't hit the person beside you and say, he's preaching at you this morning. But have you ever met somebody that's all a fluster, and then you walk away and you go, oh, I'm exhausted. Without love, the effectiveness of the gift that God has placed in you is not realized to its potential. Without love. In fact, love is the avenue, or you could even say love is the fuel that ignites and makes the spirit and the power of God and the gifts that God has placed with us alive, real, functional, dependable, and the way that people receive them. They, they say... Um, some people will say it's not what you say that impacts people, but it's how they feel once they've left. There's something inside of us, each one of us, that is this feeler. And it picks up on things. Anybody here recognize what I'm saying? Has, has anybody ever experienced the feeler? And you walk away and you go, I just enjoyed being around that person. Eh, that person just made me feel good. I don't even know what they did. They didn't buy me this. They didn't do, all they did was just, I don't even know, but I just feel better. There's something inside of us, this feeler that God has placed. And what happens is when we operate and we function in love, it amplifies, it makes room for, and it makes effective the power of God which is on display through the spiritual gifts or the gifts that God has given you and I. And he's saying in 1 Corinthians 13, he says, if I speak with all these things but I don't have love, I'm just a noisy Sounding symbol. Now, Brad, when he was younger, would play the drums. And we'd have a music practice. And it's funny, whenever you have a music practice and you stop the music, the drummer never seems to get the cue. And that's not just Brad. I've seen it all the time. I'm not a drummer. But usually what happens is the clinging and the clanging and the noise of the cymbal somehow works into there. Brad's raising his hand saying, hallelujah. (laughs) 
He also says here, if I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. These are pretty strong words. This morning, my goal is for you and I to see the value of love. This chapter is, is a chapter you have in a wedding. I've done weddings. What would you like to preach on? Well, 1 Corinthians 13 isn't a bad place. We just love each other. Could you just share on 1 Corinthians 13? And it's a great chapter, but it's not just for engaged couples. Paul didn't have a disclaimer here going, oh, by the way, this next chapter, if you're thinking of getting married, this next chapter's for you. Please read it and everybody else forget it. This chapter is about personal relationships. It's about having a care for someone else that doesn't have an expectation for something back. It's about loving someone and not walking away going, well, when are they going to say thank you? Would you love somebody if they didn't say thank you? He says, if I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say, no matter what I believe or what I think, no matter what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Man, I've been taught to say things. I've been taught to think things. And what he's saying is, if you don't have love, that stuff doesn't mount to anything. My goal this morning is for you and I to see the importance of love and to learn, because I find I need to, to learn how to walk in a greater love one for another. And can I tell you, love is messy. Love is messy because love sometimes will reach into the mud pit and pull somebody out that's full of mud and they get it all over you, literally and figuratively. The Good Samaritan, who's my neighbor? I mean, what a great question. We want to show the rest of the disciples how holy we are and how spiritual we are. So God, who is my neighbor? And Jesus says, oh, I'm so glad you asked. Love. What we say, believe, and do is nothing if there's no love. Love is greater than what you say. Love is greater than what you think. Love is greater than what you do. And he's not saying that you don't do those, but he's saying is I want to show you a better way of doing and living and speaking 
and thinking and doing. Everybody with me still? Just wave your hands. Okay, good to see you all. Amen. You know that you can say it without love? There's a verse in the Bible that says speaking the truth in love. So you can say it without love. I've said it without love. Not to any of you. No, please, please, please don't. But I've, I've had moments when I was a little kid. I'm just kidding you there. There are moments where we say things, but we don't say them through love or with love. You know that you can think and believe for some great things and not have love? Love adds value. Love adds worth. And in this house, I want to be known as a house of love. I want to be known as a house where people who are hurt, who have messed up terribly, can come and be loved. It doesn't mean that you accept and condone and agree with everything. Sometimes I think we think love means we agree with everything. No, love just means that I'm going to take and I'm going to be with that person and help them and care for them and give them even if they can't give it back. It does not mean that I agree with everything they've done. It doesn't mean that I'm going to judge them. I may judge some things in my own uh, personal relationship, but I'm going to love them. I'm going to care for them without any expectation of something in return. In today's world, that's radical. That's crazy. Because in today's world, we're taught you don't give anything away without having a return on your investment. ROI. What do I get out of this? I, I, I operate that way many times. But when it comes to the value of love and adding value to something, I will love. I, when I got married, I didn't sit down with Pastor Winona. I didn't sit down with her and say, okay, I'm going to do this if you do that. Love is not some kind of agreement that you will reach. It's not like, well, if you do the dishes, I'll vacuum the floor. If, if, if you make me sandwiches every day, I'll work hard and try to get a raise. If, it's not a negotiation. Love is, I will do, and I will be, and I will care because I love and because you have value. Love is not a contract. Love is a covenant. Jesus loved us before we loved him. He didn't sit down and say, David, hey, I've got this idea of these deals with you. Can, he just said, I love David, and I don't care what mess he's made. He looked at Paul in the, old, in the New Testament. Paul, who was persecuting the church, who was ridiculing, beating up, 
setting people away to get killed. This guy, and, and Jesus meets him on the road and says, why are you persecuting me? And he displayed his love even in the midst of all the anger, the angst, and the bad things that Paul did. Love is radical. The greatest way to display God's power and the greatest way to have his gifts alive and for everybody else is through the gift of love. And we've been talking about the power of God. And what I'm trying to do this morning is I want you to see, if you want to see the power of God in live and in display, there's a great way of doing it, and that is through love. But that means I'm not, no, what happens is when we love, it unlocks the supernatural. When we love, what we do is we come in alignment with the Father's heart. I am convinced that if I could love the way the Father loves, and I'm not there yet, I'm trying, some days I do better than others, but I am convinced that if I love the way the Father loves and if I resemble Him, I am convinced that other amazing, supernatural, extraordinary, beyond life expectations will happen and will be possible. Why? Because I'm not chasing after the power. What I'm doing is I'm displaying His love. Heaven on earth. One of the, 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 the core values of, of solid rock is we want to see on earth as it is in heaven. That's found through love. It's experienced through love. One of the translations and one of the languages that interprets this verse says that love is the transformation agent. Love is the transformation agent. This gets messy. And when we practice this, there may be some questions that come around because, you know what, I've loved this person for five years and nothing changed. I've loved this person all the way from when they were a child till now they're 35, 40, 50 years old. I've loved them. I cared for them. I've done this for them. I've done that for them. And, and they don't do anything in return. Now, there's some wisdom to be implied and involved. But still, love does things without a care or the expectation of return. That's, that's strong. I, I don't think I'm... 100% there yet. I'm not going to tell you what percentage I'm there yet because I'm not sure I'm even at a great percentage there yet. I'm learning. I find that I'm learning when somebody does something that I don't like. Then, then, then my heart is revealed. It's like, oh. Oh, do you mean I got to change? It's funny, I can't make the Bible fit into what I believe. I have to believe what the Bible says. I think in today's day and age, we're so woke, we're so aware of everything. It's like, well, this is how I'm going to do things. And this no, the Bible says to love those that persecute, bless those that persecute you. Yeah, but 
And we haven't even tried to do it yet, but we already have the reasons why we shouldn't. Am I the only one like that? You're supposed to love, yeah, but what if they don't do this? What if they don't? And, and we have these 16 reasons why we don't, but we haven't even tried one reason why we should. Can I ask of you that you try to love before you get to the but? Can I try to exercise what the Word says, and I'm going to show it to you in a few minutes. Can I try to exercise what the Word says before I get to the but they didn't? It's challenging. Love isn't necessarily rational. Love is not necessarily rational. I have seen people who have loved dearly that I've shaked my head at. In fact, there was one individual once that loved, and I said to them, why are you doing that? And they just looked at me, and they said, because they are, and they, they said their reason. It was like, Phew. The love of God. It will unlock things in my world and in your world that will see the supernatural happen. Instead of chasing after the supernatural, instead of chasing after the signs, instead of chasing after flames flying off my hands, can I go after love? Can I pursue love with the same energy, vigor, and determination that I pursue seeing someone get healed, seeing this happen, seeing that happen? Can I go after love in that same capacity? And instead of saying, can I get an amen, can I get a hand raise? There we go. We're going to have fun with that, right? I mean, one Sunday I might say, just bring your craziest mask and let's see who has the funniest mask. Because I've seen some funny ones. I've seen ones with, with mustaches and beards and, and, and some ones that open up when they talk. And it's, it's like, we're going to have some fun. Heaven is an example of love. In, in this passage, he goes on, he goes, love never gives up. Some of these are just like one-line sermons. Love never gives up. David would like to give up. David sometimes does give up. But love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. I mean, we have this mantra right now, you have to love yourself before you can love others. And I understand that. I understand being careful and understanding my limitations. I understand that. But sometimes we use that as an excuse not to do anything. Well, I just don't love myself in that capacity, so I don't think I can love them. And instead of trying, keep preaching. Love. It doesn't want what it doesn't have. 
It's not jealous. If you want something that you don't have, check and find out, am I walking in envy? It doesn't mean that you don't want things. But in today's keeping up with the Joneses, well, they got a new car. I'm going to be miserable till I get a new car. And every time they talk about their new car, I'm just going to say, yeah, but how much do you pay for it? Oh, what kind of gas mileage is it? Oh, is it the color you wanted? Oh, I do this. Oh, that's not the best car around. And love does not want what it doesn't have. How about this? Love what you have. Oh, please give me some hand raises somewhere. Love doesn't strut. Love doesn't have a swelled head. Love, and it doesn't say it here, but love doesn't post things on Facebook and Instagram just to get 28 likes and a few shares. It doesn't say that, but I'm sure you could read that. Love doesn't virtue signal. I just love the virtue single. Well, watch me as I give $100 away to this group. Watch me as I do. I'm getting in trouble. Don't, love doesn't force itself on others. Love isn't always me first. Love does not fly off the handle. <laughs> we might have even caught that one on tape. Anybody here ever fly off the handle? I've flown off the handle only to find out that that wasn't even what that person intended. I, I had this funny experience, I'll tell you. I got upset online. Something happened, and I had done a process online, and um, <laughs> I had a few of these, but I'm just going to share one. Um, and something was supposed to happen in my account, and it didn't happen, and I got upset. So I went to the help desk, and I said, I'm frustrated. I tried to be really nice. I said, I'm frustrated, but I set up this account, and I did this, but this hasn't showed up. The money that I transferred hasn't showed up. And they said, well, it should have this code. You should have gotten an email. I didn't get the email. Something's wrong on your end. And I was getting upset, and it went back and forth with the help desk, only to find out they emailed Winona's email address. After about six or seven emails, some of them with capital letters, like, you know, what is going on here? Have you taken my money type of stuff? Only to find out they'd sent it to a different email address, which was registered on the account. My next one was, I apologize. You'd be proud of me. I did apologize. <laughs> Online. I said, I'm sorry. And they said, you don't need to be. And I said, no, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't do my due diligence. In today's day and age, it's so easy to fly off the handle. Uh, I could spend about 20 minutes on that one. Just sharing some of my personal experiences. 
Love doesn't keep score of the sins of others. For those poets, love doesn't revel when others grovel. Love takes pleasure in the flowering or the growing of truth. Love puts up with anything. I mean, I, I got to check if Paul actually wrote this. Like, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Trust, love trusts God always. Love always looks for the best. Love never looks back. Love keeps going to the end. Love bears all things. You know what that word bears means? One of the definitions is it's like a roof that covers. Love is a roof that covers the inadequacies, the sins, the hurts, the misbehavior of someone else. Love goes, I will protect that person. I will not shame them on social media. I will protect them and care for them. And this person underneath this roof doesn't even know that's what I'm doing. I want the power of God desperately. In fact, I know we need it. We need it. 15, 16 months of COVID, even without COVID, we need it. But COVID, all it's done is just reveal the frailty of human life. It's revealed frustrations that maybe were hidden before, but now lo no longer can because of the stresses and the tensions of life. And if we ever need the power of God on display, it, I would, I'd, I'd argue with you, but I'd win the argument. It's now. We need the power of God. I need the power of God in my life. I cannot do it on my own. And the way and the key of how to do this and recognize this and unlock this is through a display of the love of God and to have his love saturate me and come over me so that I will have a roof over someone else that doesn't necessarily even know that I'm caring for them, but I'm covering for them. I'm not revealing all their issues. I'm not revealing their tendencies. I'm loving on them. I'm caring for them. I'm not expecting something in return. I am giving of myself so that I will see them grow strong. That's the house that I want to be a part of. I don't have it perfect, and I'd humbly submit that neither do you. But I want to grow in love, and it is messy. Love is messy. So I want to just give you a few thoughts on how to make this real. You've got to want it. 
You have got to want it more than you don't want it. In your relationship, in friendships, in any kind of ship, a cruise ship, any kind of ship, you need love and you need to want it greater than you don't have it now. It's not going to be automatic. It's going to take time. It's going to take effort. It's going to be making mistakes. And if, if you are with me and you are walking in love and you're growing in love and you're going, this is not necessarily something that I'm strong at, but I'm going to try to do this, I, as a recipient of your love, need to extend love to you just in case you don't get it 100% right. And you need to extend love to me. If I try to extend love to you and I get it wrong, the expectation is that you will cover and put a roof over me and protect me. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be messy. You have to commit yourself to it. You have to commit yourself to it. Man up. Don't give yourself excuses for getting away with things that God has told you not to do. Don't give yourself excuses for not loving just because it's Sunday and, you know, it's the Sabbath. And I can't pull that guy out of the ditch. You know what happened? One time Pastor Nelson called me. I was in bed. He called me on a Sunday morning and he said, David, there's somebody stuck on the highway. I need your help. You know what? I didn't have the option of telling Pastor Nelson no. I said, okay, I'll be there. Just let me get dressed. He was going to church to preach. He stopped on the side of the road to help somebody. And his sermon wasn't that bad on that Sunday either. Love is not always convenient. It's messy. It involves tears. But it is the greatest way to release the power of God on a generation is when we learn how to love without reason of getting something back. And I want the power of God in my generation. I'm gone way over time. But I thank you that you haven't said anything because you got your masks on. But I want the power of God in this generation. It needs it. And I and you are an agent to release the power of God. And you do it through love. I want to show you a better way. It's love. And I am prepared, and I'm saying this publicly, I am prepared to walk with you on the road to love someone else, even if you make a mistake, I'm not going to hold it against you, but I am going to see the bigger picture and say this is where we're progressing. Are you with me? Good, because now I can close. I just want to pray. I have a couple announcements I'll do after I pray. I just want to ask God to invade our thinking. 
that I would actually see the word love and stop myself. That's risky. Because I might get embarrassed. I might actually have to apologize. But if you're with me, and I'm not saying you're going to get this right, and I'm not even expecting you to get it right, but if you're with me to say, you know what, I want to try even better to learn how to love in a greater way, can you raise your hands? And I'm just going to ask God, Lord, I need your help. Because I don't think this is going to be easy. But I want this house to be a house known for love. Not known for strings attached. But known for the love of God that gives, gives without even an expectation of return. A place where they can be safe. That we're not judging, but that we're loving. Help me in my personal relationships. Help me with my wife. Help me with my husband. Help me with my kids. Help me with those people that irritate me. And Lord, this is between you and me. But I will commit to walking in a greater awareness of love. Amen.